0: Hi, friends. I'm Olivia. I'm Rod. And you're listening to Just One More Thing from Sunrise Church. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Just One More Thing from Sunrise Church. In today's episode, we are covering the February 25th sermon titled, A Home Prepared. So let's start with that title because this is separate from your... Other series that you did in February about the home, but it's a similar title.
1: Yeah, because I wanted to tie the two together. Because what's going on, I didn't we didn't use that last verse, Revelation 21, verses 1 through 3. And what I wanted to show was that all through scripture, especially the New Testament, there's this concept of the bride in Christ that the church is the bride. And that's something we've been working off the last couple of weeks anyway. And I wanted to tie the whole thing together uh, that way with home, you know, home court advantage, homemade, and then a home prepared. Because everything we do here is but a picture of the perfect there.
0: Revelation 21, 1 through 3 says, and this is the ESV, Prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. You tied in with John 14, 1 through 6 was was your main passage, but you went through and explained what a Jewish wedding process would be. Because it's not just the wedding day like we have here, where everything leads up to, you know, get you down the aisle. But in Jewish culture, there's this whole lead-up that is encompassed in that. So can you talk a little bit about that process? Because I know you mentioned afterwards, there were some things that you didn't bring up about that.
1: Yeah, a couple of things. Number one, for that, that process usually lasted almost a year. We have shifted the emphasis from the beginning of that process to the end of that process in our culture. We throw all our weight on the wedding there all the weight was thrown at the beginning the betrothal so I'd mentioned a ceremony that would take place and then uh, once the the groom and and the father of the bride had agreed and they had uh, cut a covenant with each other they had you know drank wine together shared that uh, wine together uh, there's this process they went through and then the groom would leave to go back to his father's house and he would, start working on a room addition to his father's house. And his father would have to be the one to determine when that was complete. And when his father determined it was complete, and usually that would take about a year. So the the bride would know at about a year, he he should be getting close. They didn't know exactly what time it would be, but it would be close. Then his father would say, son, go get your bride. Then the wedding party would be alerted and all, and they would go get the bride for the second half, that ceremony part where they actually consummated the marriage, and there would be seven days of celebration. And that just lines up perfect with what I believe the Bible teaches about end times. We are waiting for our Heavenly Father to tell the Son to go get his bride. We believe that takes place at the rapture of the church. Then as there were seven days of celebration— of feasting. There'll be a seven-year tribulation during which there'll be the marriage supper of the Lamb. And so these are great pictures. And what I left out was that in the 20th century, one of the things that archaeology can do for us is it can unveil some of the customs of the day. And there's actually been discovered uh, some uh, wedding contracts that go right along with what the tradition says. So we can jump back, you know, 2,000 years and we can see contracts that were written for how much it would cost to have this bride, the groom to get this bride. And so that's what I left out, that some of those discoveries.
0: Right. And that does help because it supports, you know, what we see in Scripture, and so it's just backed up in that cultural sense, which is always cool to have that as well. Because some people say, oh, well, that's just the Bible. Like, how can you trust that? You, that's, you can't back that up with anything. Well, we can, actually.
1: And it gives such a deeper picture.
0: Right. So is there anything else that would be a just one more thing from this sermon?
1: I, I think the, the thing to keep, to keep in mind here is the purpose for him telling about our future home. And that was so that in the now, their hearts would not be disturbed. It would not be troubled. Whatever they were getting ready to face over those next 19 hours or so, that they would not lose hope, that Jesus was casting a bigger picture. And I find it interesting that he's saying, I'm going to prepare a place for you. Everything I'm getting ready to do that's going to seem like it's happening to me in the next 19 hours, it all has a purpose for it. And ultimately that purpose is so where I am, you can be. And so we can spend eternity together in my father's house. And I, you know, as I, I've pe- preached this passage before, but as I read the passage over and over again, I just really sensed Jesus's compassion to the apostles. He knew that they too would be facing tough times and hard times, but they could do that with the confidence that what Jesus went through for them and for us, it was a greater purpose for a, a bigger home, a better home, a longer home. And uh, that was one thing that, that, that I go to prepare in my father's house in many rooms. And the idea there is these are permanent places. This is not just a transitory time. This is permanent. And our time here on earth is but a breath. And it's like uh, Randy Alcorn says uh, in his book, he he talks about putting a pencil on a piece of paper and drawing a line. The dot that the pencil makes when it comes in contact with the paper, it represents our time here on earth. The line represents eternity. And so uh, I thought it was interesting that Jesus is handling this, and it might look like he's not in control, but he's in control. And he has a purpose for doing every single thing he does and that's ultimately so that we can be with him in our eternal home.
0: Yeah, and it's it's an encouraging thought to the disciples on that night and it's a very encouraging thought to us now as we await the fulfillment of that promise. Well, thank you for breaking that down and explaining that cool fact about the the archaeology. That's interesting to note. And Thank you all for listening to another episode of Just One More Thing from Sunrise Church.